You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. I cover a lot of topics about chargebacks and losses on the podcast, but today I want to bring up something else that's a little bit forgotten in our industry in direct response, which is refunds. Refunds cause tremendous losses for most direct response merchants and most businesses in general. So chargebacks are not the only way that you're losing money in uh, your business. It's also refunds. Now, obviously, you know, chargebacks are a huge cost because you get the loss of the sale plus an extra charge, but a refund can also do a lot of damage to you depending on what kind of business you're running. So today I'm going to give you pointers on how to lower your refunds and essentially just bring more money into your pocket. So obviously it's important for you guys as direct response marketers, uh, whether you're, you know, creating the funnel or you're owning the business, or um, if you're a copywriter writing copy for the business, the number one thing is to get as many people into your funnel and to buy your product. But one thing that I always kind of harp on very, very often on my show is that you also have to provide the after sales service and the support, and you have to have a clean funnel and a clean checkout page to ensure that all the money coming in doesn't just go out. I see it very often in my business. I work with multiple seven and eight figure supplement merchants and coaches and info products and so forth. And they're making millions on the front end and then their refund rates and their chargebacks and all the costs that are associated with that, you know, kind of bring down their profits 20, 30%, depending on what kind of business um, that they're running. So in order to avoid these losses, there's a couple of things that you can do. I'm going to outline to you five things that are definitely going to lower your charge, uh, your chargebacks and obviously your refunds, which is what we're focusing on. Um, and it's, it's, you know, preventing refunds is a little bit simpler than preventing chargebacks. So please listen until the end and don't forget to like subscribe and share for more content. Uh, and obviously go back to my past episodes so you can see more stuff about chargebacks. Um, now a couple of things of, you know, why do refunds occur? Obviously, you know, there is a little bit of a sense, uh, amongst a lot of merchants that, you know, customers find it easy to get their money back once they buy their product. And a lot of these customers are repeat offenders. So meaning they buy from you, they refund, they buy from you, they refund, and they do it to a lot of other merchants. So, um, you know, there is that there is also that, you know, the fact that customers feel like they are not getting value from your, your product, or they are not getting the promised result. And also there's a lot of shipping issues just in general, there's a lot of delays. So making sure that you're clear with your customers is very important. Um, now the costs of refunds, like what does a refund actually cost you? It is not just a loss of sale. You also have customer service time. So, you know, you're paying for call centers and, and customer service agents and the more refund requests they get, obviously the busier they are and the more it costs you to have staff for this you lose the cost of the product. Obviously, if you're selling a digital product, there's less of a, a direct cost. But if you're selling a physical product, you know, once somebody calls in and refunds, you know, odds are you've lost whatever it costs you to bring that in. You also get bad reviews, bad customer experience, depending on how the process went and why they weren't happy. So keep those things in mind that these are all extra costs of refunds that we don't think about. Now, in order to avoid refunds, and obviously the goal is avoiding refunds, putting more money into your pocket. 
you have to do a couple of things. Um, and these couple of things may sound very simplistic, but I do like to keep things simple for you guys. And these are very effective strategies. I've coached thousands of merchants over the last 12 years on how to avoid losses, how to avoid chargebacks and refunds. And these techniques work. So I work with hundreds of merchants who sell supplements, um, info products, and so forth, as I said earlier. And most of these merchants are in the seven to eight figure range. And we see, you know, after we implement these strategies, we see five, 10% um, reduction in refunds and chargebacks and just extra profits in their pockets. So Here's a couple of things. And again, very simple, but you can do them right away. So let your customers know when they are getting charged again, if you have subscriptions. So obviously if you have a subscription product, your refund rate is a lot higher than if you have one-time sale type products. So whether you have subscription, which is like an installment plan or a subscription because you have a digital offer and you're offering a subscription, letting your customers know a couple of days before, hey, you're getting charged X amount of dollars for your subscription to this or that. Um, I mean, this is something that you have to test. A lot of merchants will say, well, that's going to kill my conversions and people will cancel and so forth. But you have to take into account what would, for example, a 10% reduction in refunds and uh 20% reduction in chargebacks due to your profits at the end of the day. So don't think of only the people who are, you know, your, your people who are renewing. Think of, for example, how many renewals you have and how many of those become refunds and chargebacks. And then if you do test this, you 60 days after you test something like this, like sending a quick email or a text message saying, hey, you know, your subscription is going to renew you may have less conversions uh, on your on your subscription, but how many refunds and chargebacks and complaints do you save by doing that? So that's one key thing that you can think of. Um, kind of going on about the subscriptions and so forth. Subscriptions are obviously very profitable and a lot of people like that business model, but you could also on your subscription Pay, on your checkout page, you can offer a bulk buy or a one-year type membership, like a limited one-year that you know just you buy once and you don't have to pay again. Um, just to see how that works in terms of you know how many sales you convert and how it looks profit-wise. So I, I do want to stress this one more time because because I think it's very uh, important for a lot of merchants to understand is that you need to not only look at what's coming in, you have to look at your bottom line at the end of the month. And this is something that I see oftentimes merchants don't really pay attention to all the costs after they make the sale. So, um, you know, if you, if you split your traffic, for example, 50, 50, and you have one page with subscription only, and you have one page with subscription, and a bulk buy option or, you know, a, a one year type membership option um, just to see how that works and see what your retention rate is, what your profit rate is um, and all that. And that will give you the best indication. I'm never here to preach to you that one model is better than the other because it does change per industry. But I have seen in the uh, supplement space specifically, you know, bulk buys do well. You get a lot more money up front. You get a lot less refunds later on. Um, and sometimes it works out quite well um, for these types of merchants to avoid a monthly subscription. Um, talking again about the checkout page, because this obviously has a lot to do with lowering your refunds, is be transparent with your pricing. So gone are the days of hidden upsells and hidden subscriptions and so forth. These are just going to lead to chargebacks, to more refunds, to complaints, to you know getting your merchant accounts shut down and so forth. 
being transparent with your pricing on your checkout page is going to do nothing but good things for you. Um, I guarantee that, you know, making sure that the customers know what they're buying, how much they're paying is not going to be um, a problem in the long run. Again, you may convert a couple of less sales in the front end, but these are customers that are actually buying from you and they're going to stay with you and they're going to have less issues with your product than somebody who is surprised when they see their credit card statement. So Keep in mind transparency in your pricing and making sure it's clear on the page following, you know, call, call it the Amazon model checkout style, um, which is familiar to customers is going to be, a, is going to take you a long way in building trust and making sure that the customers stay with you. Now I'm going to detail a couple of things that you can do, you know, once the customer buys and then somebody comes in and wants to refund, what can you do? So a couple of things that are very, very important. First of all is train your customer service staff. Um, again, I know this sounds a little bit silly and you know everybody trains their staff and so forth, but train your staff in customer service to be a profit center, not a cost center. So to elaborate on that thought, being a profit center is something that's going to generate profits for you and generate more money. Customer service departments are often seen as cost centers, meaning you spend money, but you don't make any money there. So training your customer service staff to almost be, to have some sales acumen is going to be very beneficial for you because they will be able to take the customer who's maybe canceling or complaining and turn them around to save a sale and save the revenue and maybe sell them a couple of other products. So, you know, training your customer service staff on how to, um, you know, react to different scenarios is really, really important. It could be a one day kind of let's sit down and kind of come up with a couple of these ideas and asking them what kind of complaints they hear, what kind of things customers are saying, and then, I was a customer service manager for many, many years. And I will tell you the one thing that works really, really well for customer service staff is a tree diagram. So an if then kind of diagram. So if a customer calls in and says this, this is what you should do. If a customer calls in and says this, this is what you should do. And just map out all the scenarios and have them study this. And then they will have effective ways to have rebuttals for everything a customer says. And you can ask your, your staff to contribute more ideas so you can grow that tree and, and use it for training and make it an SOP for your um, SOP, a standard operating procedure for your customer service staff. So, you know, invest in your customer service people. If they are external uh, or you have another company that's not in-house, again, you can take a couple of hours with the people who are answering to your clients and make sure you know their responses to common um, common issues your customers are having. Um, another thing that's often overlooked is offering free product. So as simple as that sounds, so if somebody comes calls in and wants a refund, and for example, let's say you sell them supplements, you say, you know what, why don't you keep that supplement and we won't charge you for any more additional supplements or any more um, products. Or you can say, you know, I'll send you over product B, which is an, you know, a compliment, a compliment product that we have for product A, and you can keep that for free. And then if you want to reorder, you can give us a call. So offer them something free just to save that sale. Or you can also, you know, if you have a, uh, an info product is, you know, you say, Hey, how about we let you keep it for an extra three months for free. So if you already have the product, if it's a digital product, especially, you know, you should just be offering them to stay for free or extending their membership for free or doing something 
for free that doesn't cost you that sale. So avoid the refund by offering free product or a free service, um, or, you know, just making sure that they could stay in your environment. The reason for that is, you know, ideally these people stay on your email list and then you can sell them other products. You can keep them on your list and, you know, have one clicks for other alternative products you know, that you sell and so forth. So keeping a customer in your environment, keeping them happy um, and avoiding the refund will bring more money to you in the long run anyway, because this customer is going to, you know, think that generally you're a good business and, you know, that you have high standards. So they may come back a couple of months later and buy something else from you. So offering free product, customer service training are really your two key um, things that you can do to, you know, avoid refunds. Also, I mean, ultimately if the customer is not happy and really wants a refund or if something happened, it's important that you, you obviously have a couple of rebuttals, but you refund them, uh, and avoid a chargeback because a chargeback comes with an extra cost. You can also have some strategies like 50% refund, right? So, these are all things that have to be educated into your customer service, service staff and giving them some tools, like for example, offer 50% refund and split the difference, offer free products and so on and so forth. But the key and the most important thing that you have to remember is if a customer is asking for a refund and if your refund rates are high, there is an issue. So before you get, you know, start using all these strategies to avoid refunds, find out what it is that is causing them to begin with. So are, are your shipping delays too long? Um, you know, an issue that I've encountered in the past um, is, you know, customers were complaining about the smell of the product. So for example, they were opening their box and it had a bad odor. And this is something that they wanted to ingest so that it didn't you know, it didn't bring feelings of confidence for the person to ingest that product. So this is only, these are only things that you can find out if you have a, a you know, a, an ear to your customer service department and you can figure that out. So make sure before you implement any changes, if you have a high refund rate, when I say a high refund rate, I would say anything over 8% in the supplement industry is considered very high, you know, then you need to figure out what the problem is. Now, my goal here is even if you're at six or 7% is to use the tactics that I, I gave you to get that down to 3% or 2%. You know, there's always going to be refunds. There's always going to be chargebacks. It's unavoidable. The goal of this episode is really to minimize these for you and to get more dollars in your pocket. So if you have any other tips or anything that has worked for you uh, in the past to avoid refunds and to recuperate more money, please feel free to send me a quick line. My contact information is below. And if you are looking for a more in-depth review on your refunds and how to save money on your merchant accounts, feel free to contact me again at the information below. And don't forget to like, subscribe and share for more great content. Thank you. Thank you.